I'm VJ Hamilton and welcome to the Autoimmune Reset, the place for you to learn how to thrive with autoimmune disease and feel empowered to take steps to transform your health to feel better than ever. You can start making changes today to improve your health. So with every episode, my mission is to share with you simple ways to up-level your diet and lifestyle with key learnings from my own journey reversing autoimmune disease and inspirational stories from those who have reset their autoimmune symptoms and are now thriving in life. I suffered from autoimmune disease for over 25 years and now I live symptom-free and I wish the same for you as well. So thank you for being here and sharing this time with me. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Autoimmune Reset podcast. I'm your host, VJ Hamilton. I'm a nutritionist, scientist and expert in autoimmune disease. And today I'd like to talk to you about the role of candida in autoimmune disease because I often see candida overgrowth in my clients who have either chronic illness or autoimmune disease. And candida is a type of fungus which is meant to be in our bodies, so it is actually meant to be there, but it is when it overgrows for various reasons, which we'll discuss on the podcast today, that it can cause a problem for our health. And that's the thing with a lot of the commensal bacteria, so the bacteria that you'd expect to find in the gut, and it goes for yeast as well. It is when there is an overgrowth or an imbalance in those microorganisms in the body that create the problem rather than the actual organism themselves. And as there are things called um, SIBO and CFO, which you might have heard of, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or small intestinal uh, fungus overgrowth, and they can cause symptoms as well. And it's not that we have any pathogenic bacteria or yeast in our gut or in our small intestines. It's just that we have bacteria there that aren't meant to be there and that can create the problem. And often with um, SIBO or SIFO, you get a lot of bloating after eating. But we're gonna be talking about the link with candida specifically and autoimmune disease. In my clinic, the Autoimmunity Nutritionist Clinic, I am working with lots of clients with autoimmune disease, but I would say at least 50% of my clients, probably more, have a gut imbalance. And when I'm doing a test, such as a stool test with my clients, I often see candida growing in the gut. And when you do a stool test and there is candida present, it gives you that insight that there is likely a problem with candida because it shouldn't really be showing up in a stool test. In addition to that, you can do my cell health test, which is the Metabolics Panel by Genova. And that also looks at different biomarkers in the body, which give you an indication of a yeast and candida overgrowth. And it can also look at potential mold toxicity. So there are various ways that you can test for this and look into this. But let's talk about candida, because as I said, it's a type of yeast, which is naturally present in your body. It should really be there. But when there is an overgrowth of candida, it can be linked to different types of chronic illness, including autoimmune disease and inflammatory skin conditions like psoriasis and eczema. And 
when I'm working with clients with psoriasis, and I saw this in myself as well, candida is often part of the picture. And it's working out whether the candida is causing the issue in the first place, or if candida is present because the immune system has been suppressed or there are other imbalances in the body. So it's been able to thrive where it would ordinarily be targeted by the immune system. So it wouldn't be able to do that. So what I want to talk about today is that relationship between candida and autoimmune disease, what you can do to help with candida overgrowth and some things to think about uh, when it comes to your the symptoms that you're experiencing yourself and whether candida overgrowth might be an issue for you. And I am going to add a link to the show notes to an article that I've written, which includes a quiz. So you can go through that quiz and answer the questions. And that will give you some insight into whether candida overgrowth might be an issue for you. Obviously, the test and the quiz is not a diagnosis. And if you are worried about candida overgrowth, then it is best to speak to your doctor about this. But it's just going to give you that initial insight. And then you know that you need to reach out for help. And with candida, your doctors can help you with this. So certainly go speak to them. And then from a natural perspective, you can work with a nutritionist like me to help with a candida overgrowth. So there's lots of research to suggest that candida overgrowth may exacerbate autoimmune disease symptoms, but it could also be the cause of autoimmune disease in and of itself. And the reason for that is that it disrupts that delicate balance in your gut microflora. So we want you know, we are expecting that there will be some candida there, but when it overgrows, it, it can disrupt other helpful bacteria that's in the gut and it can cause other conditions like leaky gut syndrome as well. It can also fire up the immune system because in some individuals, when candida is present and it leaks into the bloodstream, it is going to be recognized by their immune system as foreign and that creates an inflammatory response that can lead to chronic inflammation. So if you are having a chronic overgrowth of candida, that can fire up the immune system for the long term. Now psoriasis and eczema, I've just mentioned them because they are specific conditions that are linked to imbalances in the immune system and also candida overgrowth. So if you have either of those conditions, I'd certainly take my quiz at the end of that article that I mentioned. And it is something to explore because as I said, often there is bacterial or yeast overgrowth in skin conditions generally, but specifically in psoriasis and eczema. So the first link between candida and autoimmune disease, I would say, is leaky gut syndrome. And what candida likes to do is it likes to find a safe space to grow in the gut. So for example, if your immune system is slightly compromised or suppressed, or you have an imbalance in, in certain helpful bacteria in the gut, then what can happen is candida can find a place to grow and it will start to multiply, it will start to spread, and it also grows down into the intestinal wall. And that can cause an issue in and of itself and it can cause inflammation, but that can harm and disrupt the intestinal lining, which then can lead to leaky gut syndrome. 
and I've spoken about leaky gut syndrome before and I'm sure I will speak about it again because it is one of the risk factors that is associated with autoimmune disease because what happens when you have leaky gut syndrome which is an increase in intestinal permeability is that nutrients and bacteria and yeast and other particles can move into the bloodstream so ordinarily they should be kept safe in the gut uh, because the gut is actually a hollow space and it's part of the outside world almost when it comes to your body. But what happens when we have this leaky gut syndrome is we're then able to let in harmful substances into our bloodstream. And that's what can create an inflammatory response and harm to different organs and different systems in our body. And for that reason, your body then creates this inflammatory response. And if candida disrupts any of your cells then your immune system again is going to get fired up if that happens to be a liver cell or a different organ cell and your immune system is going to get fired up against that organ and that can lead to autoimmune disease. Now the second way in which a candida overgrowth is linked to autoimmune disease is that it can cause inflammation of the endodermal tissue which evolve during embryonic development and that gives rise to these various internal organs and structures which includes the digestive system and the respiratory system which are often affected in autoimmune disease. And what candida can do is it can induce an inflammatory response in these endodermal tissues, especially in the gastrointestinal tract. So somebody comes to me, they do a stool test and they have raised inflammatory markers, which is what the stool test will look at. Then I'm thinking potentially food sensitivity, is there um, bacterial dysbiosis or is there a candida overgrowth? Because that can stimulate inflammation at that gut barrier and that can lead to leaky gut syndrome, like I said before, but it can also lead to other symptoms such as abdominal discomfort, bloating, and altered bowel habits, which can include constipation, diarrhea, and urgency to go to the toilet. So it's very useful to do a stool test if my clients are experiencing any of those symptoms because that can help me understand what might be causing their symptoms in the first place and whether we need to do anything in respect of candida. As I said, sometimes candida can be the cause of the autoimmune disease in and of itself, but it can also be opportunistic and it, it can exacerbate symptoms. So you are looking to eliminate it as much as possible. It does naturally grow in the body, but because it is normally overgrowing in clients with autoimmune disease. If we find it to be a problem, then it is something that you should work on and try to eliminate as best as you can. And there are various ways that you can do this. Now, if you find that you have some of these symptoms and that candida is causing an inflammatory response in the gut, then in the short term, it's best to support digestive function because that, again, might be impaired due to the fact that you have inflammation and a candida overgrowth. And what I mean by digestive function is that it may impact the way that you're breaking down fats or breaking down proteins. So adding things like digestive enzymes and bile salts might be helpful for you while you resolve the issue of the candida overgrowth. And as I was explained with the leaky gut syndrome, we know candida primarily affects those endoderm-derived tissues, so there's almost those outside layer tissues. 
But because candida can become systemic and it can get into the bloodstream, it can affect other organs and tissues as well, which can affect potentially their function and trigger an immune response, which may lead to autoimmune disease. So if you find that you have issues with your liver or your kidney, then again, this might be something to explore because candida may be at the heart of it. So what are the signs of a candida overgrowth? Because as I said, it can affect lots of different organs. It can be systemic. It can affect your gut. And some of the symptoms that I see most regularly are itchy skin, because when the yeast is on the skin it can cause things like ringworm if you've ever come across that before it is a skin condition it's a skin infection that causes almost round red circles on the skin and it can be quite patchy can be quite itchy and flaky and it's not you know the greatest thing to have I've experienced it myself it can take some time to recover from that as well and you may have to use topical treatments because the yeast is growing on the skin but when it does cause itchy skin it can also cause red rashes it doesn't have to be specifically ringworm but that to me is a sign that it's systemic and that means it's going to take a lot of work really to get everything back in balance so if somebody comes to me with itchy skin or they have a diagnosis from a doctor that it's ringworm then we know that we need to look into other areas of the body such as the gut because there may be imbalances there and that may be where the candida is growing so when we're looking at from at it from a root cause perspective we need to deal with the candida in the gut because that's going to help with those systemic symptoms like the itchy skin On a similar theme, you may also experience toenail fungus when you have candida overgrowth. And I get lots of clients coming to me with issues with their toenails. It can be a candida overgrowth. It can be linked to hypothyroidism and thyroid health. It can be linked to circulation, which are all systems that are impacted in autoimmune disease. So I see this commonly. So again, for me, it's to understand Is this related to the candida overgrowth or is it related more to some of these other systems in the body such as the thyroid or circulation or is it all three? Sometimes it can be um, all these things together and each one can affect the other. So if somebody comes to me and they have toenail fungus, then we may need to explore whether there is a candida overgrowth. And although that fungus is growing on the toenail, it can be a sign that there is a systemic candida overgrowth and we need to work on the root cause and find out where that is. And ordinarily it will be the gut. The other sign of a candida overgrowth is a coating on the tongue. This is very common and you may be diagnosed with oral thrush or you may find that you have a white or yellowish coating on your tongue, inner cheeks and other areas of the mouth. It can feel quite dry and you can probably feel that you have the coating if you have this. Um, So if you are experiencing that, then you can speak to your doctor about it. Um, And again, that might be a sign that you need to explore some of um, the underlying areas like gut health, because it's, you know, your tongue is linked to your gut. So if there's an overgrowth there, it's more than likely that you have an overgrowth in your gut as well. And just think about some of the other symptoms that can be linked to a candida overgrowth. 
such as fatigue, digestive issues, and reoccurrent yeast infections, such as having thrush, like vaginal thrush, that could be also a sign of a candida overgrowth, which is happening systemically in the body, not just in a localized place. And then the last one that I want to speak to you about is sugar intolerance, because I find this really interesting and it's something that I certainly experienced and I had a very low tolerance to alcohol which I'm sure was due to a number of factors. I was chronically inflamed for one and I needed to support my detox pathways but as candida was part of my picture when I first started looking into improving my health I definitely experienced sugar intolerance and what sugar intolerance can feel like when you have a candida overgrowth because candida has the ability to ferment sugar so that's a similar process what alcohol goes through and the byproducts of that fermentation process are alcohol and acetaldehyde which are produced from alcohol and acetaldehyde is what makes you feel not very good after drinking alcohol So if you have a candida overgrowth and you eat sugar, then it's more likely that those sugars are going to be fermented by the candida and you can actually start feeling drunk. And I, even when I was not drinking alcohol, which has a lot of sugar in it, so the same process can happen. So it means that your tolerance can be quite low because as well as drinking the alcohol, the candida is going through this process, which is making you feel more drunk. But I know when I started drinking kombucha um, quite a few years ago now, but I used to get this drunk feeling and I'd be with people drinking alcohol and I'd be the one feeling drunk and flushed. And it was because of the sugar content in the kombucha, which is why I don't drink kombucha now. I agree that it's a, you know, it's a great thing to drink as it's a fermented food and it has helpful bacteria in it but I prefer just to have apple cider vinegar with some sparkling water now uh, which is just a lovely drink and it doesn't have as much sugar in it. So if you found that your tolerance is low to alcohol or you don't drink alcohol and you still sometimes feel drunk or hung over then it might be that you have a candida overgrowth and it's worth exploring whether you have an, a candida overgrowth in your gut and as I said the stool test that I offer the GIFX stool test that I offer at the Autoimmune Nutritionist Clinic will provide you with more insight into whether candida overgrowth is an issue for you. So what causes candida overgrowth to be out of balance in the first place? Well, there are lots of different reasons why candida can become overgrown. One of the most obvious ways that candida can thrive in the gut is when you take antibiotics because As much as antibiotics are helping you in that acute illness, what they can do is they can disrupt the gut microbiome. And as I said, when candida finds a place to thrive, it's opportunistic, it will make the most of it. And so when you are taking antibiotics and you are causing your gut flora to become imbalanced, then candida is more likely to thrive. And I find that when people take antibiotics, they will often get a yeast infection afterwards because they have disrupted that really beneficial gut microbiome, which protects you in a lot of number of ways and keeps your immune system in check. Um, And it's not that 
I'm saying don't take antibiotics. I'm saying have an awareness of this so that you can get ahead of it. And you could, for example, make sure that you're taking probiotics and making sure that you're having some antifungal foods while you're taking those antibiotics to help with any symptoms afterwards. The other thing that can cause candida to come out of balance is that it does thrive on sugar. So when you are eating a diet high in sugar and refined carbohydrates, it's more likely that candida is going to be able to grow. And one of the ways that you can start to reduce the amount of candida in your body is to eat a lower sugar diet. And there is an anti-candida diet, which I sometimes use with my clients if I think it's really necessary and that will have hardly any sugar in it because you're almost starving off the candida and that's just part of the protocol because it can take months really to get your candida back in balance if it is overgrown but the first stage of that will be to eat a diet which is lower in sugar and refined carbohydrates to help starve off the candida while you're repairing other aspects of your gut. In addition to that, hormonal fluctuations, especially during pregnancy, menstruation or hormonal therapies can create an environment for candida to thrive in. And it's just being aware of these changes in your menstrual cycle and also through uh, pregnancy or menopause. And it's just worth being mindful of this. So when you do have elevated estrogen levels, you are more at risk of candida infections. So just bear that in mind. And if you feel that you are getting recurrent candida infections when you have higher estrogen levels, such as the first phase of your menstrual cycle, then it might be worth exploring your hormone health and doing a hormone panel to to make sure that your hormones are in balance because it might be a sign of estrogen dominance. Last but not least is prolonged stress. When we are in a stress state, we're releasing a lot of cortisol. That can impact our gut health. It can cause our microbiome to be out of balance. And again, that's just giving candida the opportunity to be able to grow and thrive. And if you're experiencing chronic stress over a long period of time, your body isn't prioritizing your gut it is almost thinking that you are running away from a predator and as a result it's not really focusing on keeping everything in check in your gut and that is when candida can overgrow as I said earlier that can just exacerbate any symptoms that you already have so it's worth bearing in mind that when you go through a period of stress if you see any of these symptoms related to candida overgrowth it might be something to explore so how can you manage a candida overgrowth well as I said if you have got a severe case of candida overgrowth or if you've had it for a long period of time then it is going to take time to get everything back into balance it's not to say that you can't can't do it. It's just going to be a set protocol that you will follow 
to help you, one, to eradicate it in the first instance, but then to build up a healthy gut microbiome again. Various foods can help to lower candida in the body and the things that you can bring into your diet for maintenance purposes in any case. One of the foods is garlic, which is a natural antifungal and antimicrobial. So you can consume raw garlic or taking garlic as a supplement. Obviously work with a health practitioner if you choose to do that. Uh, which can help to reduce candida in the body. You can also crush and chop garlic and use it in that way. And that's going to release the allicin in the garlic, which is the antimicrobial compound. Uh, so what I will ordinarily do is when I'm cooking dinner, I will chop up the garlic in advance, leave it for say 10 minutes, and that's going to release the allicin, which is the compound in it that is having those antimicrobial effects. The other food that you can incorporate is coconut oil, which has caprylic acid in it. If you look at any candida supplement, I'm sure it will have caprylic acid in it because it is known for its antifungal properties. And you can also use MCT oil as well, which will have similar effects. Grape seed extract is also known for its antimicrobial properties. You can take that orally or diluted for topical use dependent on how the candida is affecting you. If you have ringworm or a skin condition related to it, then it might be worth trying. But as it can be quite harsh on the body, I would always work with a nutritionist or health practitioner if you are considering using any of antimicrobial because there are various different types of antimicrobials that you can use. Grapefruit seed extract is one of them. But there are other ones that you can use as well. And the good thing about the GI effects stool test is that it will look at which antimicrobials work against the specific strains of candida that have been identified in your stool sample, which is good because that means as a practitioner, I know what to recommend for you in order to help you to reduce and eliminate candida overgrowth in your body. That is just giving you some very simple ways that you can reduce candida in your body. But there are other things that you can do as well. And as always, it's working out what the root cause of your candida overgrowth is reflecting on all of your symptoms and seeing if this is an issue for you and then taking steps to address the root cause of your symptoms with some dietary or lifestyle interventions, whatever feels right for you. But as I said, it can take time. The approach that I will often take with my clients will be to use an antimicrobial and an anti-candida diet to begin with if I feel like that's what my client needs, dependent on their results and dependent on their symptoms. But then we will go on to rebuilding and repairing the gut and finding a way to maintain a healthy diet and a healthy lifestyle to make sure that the candida doesn't come back. If you have listened to this and are now thinking, could candida be an issue for me? then I would go and check out the quiz that I have done, the Candida Overgrowth Quiz, and find out whether the symptoms that you had could indicate that you have a Candida Overgrowth. And then feel free to reach out with me with any questions on my Instagram account, which is at the Autoimmunity Nutritionist. I'd love to hear from you. I will also add in the show notes a link to the gut health testing package that I offer in my clinic. If you want to explore this further, there is also my cell health test 
package, which I can talk to you about if you would like to find out more about that. And I would love for you to join my free community, the Autoimmunity Community. This month we have a few competitions going on and there are prizes up for grabs. I'm also sharing my weekly health tips with you. And we are now nearly a thousand members strong. I'd like to get to a thousand by the end of the year just because it's been two and a half years in the making this community and I feel like we have got such a great membership and everybody interacting now and sharing their lived experiences because we've all been through these challenges together we've all learned things from these challenges so whether you're a nutritionist whether you're a teacher you know whatever you do for a profession I feel that through our lived experiences, we can help each other. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love you to be part of that group. I will put the link to that in the show notes, but it's the Autoimmunity Community on Facebook. I'd love to see you there. If not, have a great rest of your week and I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Thank you very much for joining me today on the Autoimmune Reset. I really hope you enjoyed the discussion and be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And if you liked it, I would hugely appreciate a review on iTunes as it helps me understand what you like about the podcast and to help share the information with more people. I'm excited to speak to you next time. And remember, you have the power to take the reins on your health. So keep the faith and celebrate the small wins. Until next time.